0: This is Connor, and this is Paul, and welcome to Silver Screamers, your genre-jumping, Oscar-award-winning, hopping film podcast.
1: Oh, Guido. Oh, Guido. (laughs) Don't do that. We, uh, I think we there was one crucial mistake we made when picking this film, and that was, was crap. <laughs> we <laughs> picked this one. Well, no, well, uh, the reason I, p- I picked this and the reason I picked Nine, uh, the musical Nine, is because I knew it wasn't particularly good, but there's um, it it come it it everything should have g- it had everything, all the ingredients were the makings of a classic, and. It, up. it wasn't mm-hmm. and I think that and I just think that makes for an interesting podcast but the problem is that uh, we tried watching this twice actually in the first well, night. I couldn't sleep <laughs> before so okay Connor is it fair to say that you're a bit of a night owl
0: a night owl yeah yeah.
1: and is it fair to say most Friday or Saturday nights 2am would be the earliest that you would go to bed very very earliest time. no not all the time
0: but I didn't last weekend We we had a wedding last weekend.
1: Well, even then, I think it was like after half one.
0: No, because we stayed in your parents' house. It was like half
1: Anyway, Okay, if you don't have to be up the next morning, two o'clock. Fine. Occasionally.
0: Occasionally. Four. Half six. Half five.
1: (laughs) But then, uh, a few Fridays ago, um, I said, what, 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 nine. And
0: And early enough as well. Like it wasn't. It wasn't really late uh, that you were saying that. We no, it no, no,
1: at half eleven, forty-five minutes into the film, kind of was like, "I'm gonna go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> this has never happened.
0: It just didn't. <laughs> yeah, it it put me to sleep. It, that's it. A musical put me to sleep. So, and we go to musicals f- not all the time, but fairly regularly. Yeah, I think we
1: have like like live stage musicals. My
0: Parents, as you will. As you are aware, were members of a musical society. I grew up on musicals.
1: Well, I'm aware, I'm and I've never
0: fallen asleep at a musical before. For this, yeah. So, though, so, so because, and, I, and the second yeah. time you tried to watch, Paul had to say a couple of times, "Put your phone away." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that wouldn't be unusual uh, with any film, to be honest. Yeah. Well, so I—that's I, the reason I picked this film. I saw this before. This—this this is my first. This is my—I've seen this film before. You—you've never seen it before. No. But the reason I picked it wasn't so we could watch a great film, it was so that we could discuss why this, why this didn't work, because it, it should have worked, and I think that will make for an interesting discussion, so that's why, that's why I picked it.
0: Oh good, thanks very much for that.
1: Um, we didn't really talk, we did, we did a, a straight into there, we did a code open, and, um, we didn't do any catching up. Do we want to catch people up with what we've done the last two or three weeks?
0: I'll let you start. God, we've had a really, really busy couple of weekends, and we've been to hen parties, uh, two hen parties, Yvonne and Attica's and in the meantime, also Yvonne's wedding, which is amazing. You don't know Yvonne, but Yvonne is the love of her lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a, this is a bank holiday Monday that we're recording this, and we've had a very, very busy weekend. We are, our very good friend Yvonne, who I've known since I was 15. Eh, well, kind of just sure. siphoning my my wine there.
0: Yeah, you, told, you only gave me a drain there. That's because
1: you were big. You already had a glass.
0: Yeah, I gave you some earlier on. Vaughn.
1: Vaughn is a very dear friend of ours, and is a big fan of musicals herself. Actually, for her head, well, uh, we had two parts to her head. One was a night out, and then the second night was in our house here, and it was just a smaller group. And basically, we just played show tunes for the. For the night. Yeah, we all sat around on the floor <laughs> and just played musicals and sang. Along it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, her wedding was on Friday, and it was—it was—but uh, it was a bit fun. But yeah, so that we, and then her hen, her her wedding not on Friday it was on Saturday, and it was pretty much everyone that we love in one room together.
0: Um, and we also had Anika's Hen and we have Anika's Wedding in a couple of weeks now yeah, well yeah, in Spain. Wedding. So we probably is, won't have
1: an episode recorded before then. And then somehow in the meantime we we managed to sit down and watch the whole length of Nine. Actually to be honest I think it, it helps to watch a film if not fully twice at least kind of have you know, not just watch it once and record it, because I think watch except
0: when it it, it's this film.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, okay, maybe we should, okay, maybe we should just go straight into the film then. And before we go on any further, maybe you could give your little recap from what happens in the film, just so people who who might not have seen it in a while, there will be spoilers. So not that anything really matters in this film, but there will be spoilers. Um do you want to give your little two minutes and forty seconds summary, Connor?
0: There's always spoilers, of course there's always yeah. spoilers, let me tell them what the I mean, about. yeah. But
1: I mean, I don't think, even if you didn't see this film, there's no, there's nothing, there's no surprises in this film. There wasn't one point where um, you were like, oh my god. I'm
0: pretty sure I'm not going to need the two and a half minutes to sum this movie up.
1: Well, no, come on, like, you know, th- I mean, things do happen. So, I mean, if you're going to mention all the main characters, that would at least... Okay, so, okay.
0: I'm not going to mention it, I'm just going to give the, the plot of what
1: happens, but, like... Yeah, but you have, yeah, okay, 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 we'll start
0: now okay so there's a film director his name is Guido Costini and he's um, a very very famous Italian director in the movie not in real life and um, he's, written a lo- he's written and directed a whole heap of great movies and people love him but he's also written a few flops or directed a few flops and now he's bringing out this new movie called Italia um, and he's very very worried that it's also going to be a flop and he's doing interviews with journalists and they're like oh what's it about and he won't tell them because he's being very secretive but he's a real charming guy So anyway, he goes off and uh, he has a bit of a panic attack because all these people are coming at him with lots of different ideas and he can't be dealing because he actually has no idea what the movie's about. So he absconds off and gets away to the countryside for a while. what was that? Um, So he goes away to the countryside. He calls his um, mistress and his mistress comes down. It turns out that he's actually married um, to... Uh, I can't remember her name but his uh, mistress Penelope Cruz comes down for the weekend but it's also his wife's birthday turns out that his wife and all the film crew turn up to this country hideout where they found him and uh, try to get him back working his wife finds out that he's with a mistress and she fecks off he starts out doing the movie um, but is having a total blank and uh, asks a Pope or Bishop for help but the Bishop can't help him and uh, eventually anyway he has to say no I'm sorry this movie is not happening um, because uh, there, there is no movie, there's no idea for a movie here. Not even his muse Nicole Kidman can uh, bring out a script in a work good movie in him. Uh, in the meantime all, his, all these women in his life he, he uh, All these relationships have been under a lot of strain. Relationship with his mother, relationship with his uh, mistress who tries to kill herself, relationship with his wife. She says, well, I know you're sleeping around with all these actresses, so why would I bother? Um, And his muse goes away and says, sorry, I'm not going to be in here anymore because you you don't know what you're doing. So he goes off and um, he goes on retreat and kind of gets away from it all. And his very good friend, Judy Dent, comes and says, you know, maybe it wasn't uh, writing about it- it- Italy or anything like that. Maybe you need to write more and direct more about uh, your own life and your own relationship with these women in your life. And then he says, that seems like a good idea. And he goes and he starts directing a movie about that. And then that's about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time ever we've had like time to spare. Isn't that about it though? I mean, I got the main parts in there. Well, I mean, there's the whole thing that his his wife had this whole moment where she where he said something to her when he cast her in a film, and he thought she thought that was really special. And then she sees him doing the exact same thing with another actress. Yeah, and that's, that's like a check, pivotal that's it, that's moment. It. Well, I and said then, that. No, you didn't mention
0: that. She finds out that she's having all these affairs and stuff with these actresses, and
1: there's time up now anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose it's not really... The the mystery behind this film is that... So it's based on a a 1963 film called Eight and a Half um, by a director called Fellini. And I actually thought that it would be really helpful to have seen this film, to properly examine Nine. So I tried my hardest to... Last week, Wednesday, when you were away, I tried my hardest to get a copy online and I couldn't. I found an Italian copy and I watched the first maybe 15 minutes and it did look really interesting and totally different but I just stopped because it was in Italian and I could not find a subtitled version anywhere. There was a version online that I could have spent 83 euro on. it's it subtitled or dubbed? Subtitled. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't find either. I mean, I would have... But no, I would have watched a subtitled version but I couldn't find it either. I found one version that I could have paid 83 euro. And what?! I, yeah. Eighty-three euro, eighty-three euro for a DVD. I what? Amazon. Yeah, and I said no.
0: <laughs> Who the fuck was charging eighty-three euro
1: for? A DVD? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no, I wasn't. Anyway, but the film itself, if you look at it on IMBD, it's got like eight point something on. Rotten Tomatoes, it's ninety eight percent or ninety six percent. It's often cited as like the the best Italian film of all time. It won the Oscar in nineteen sixty three or maybe the year after nineteen sixty four. It won the Oscar for best foreign language film. It's considered a masterpiece. It's often even in top ten films of all time.
0: And what's incredible is this movie was directed by Rob Marshall, which who is who did Chicago, which is a great movie. He did Into the Woods, which is great. He did, um, yeah,
1: well, Aunt Mary Poppins. But well, there is a few. Yeah, he did new Mary, Mary The Poppins. New Mary Poppins, which we haven't seen, but apparently it's quite good. Okay, so we're just, just talking about the, the source material, because I think Rob Marshall deserves a whole section. The source material in is 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 meant to be this incredible film, and that was turned into a musical in the 80s called Nine. Do you know why it's called Eight and a Half, by the way, and why now it's called Nine?
0: Oh, I think you told me this before. I can't remember.
1: I think it's really poncy. I think it's really self Indulgent. The director Fellini, he considered it his eight and a half film because he had written, I think he had directed at that stage like six films in total and done uh, one or two shorts and also co-directed a few. So if you count the co-directions as half and maybe the short films as half and his full films as one, it was his eight and a half film. So it's nothing to do with the actual plot, which is a bit... Ponsy. And then when the musical was written... But it came... I thought it was... Oh, the musical came after this movie. Yeah, the, the musical... The film is 1963, and the musical 9 was written in the 80s. Oh, for, I, thought
0: it, I thought it came from eight, a... Music, music, sorry.
1: No, 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 the musical was later eight and a half, and that was called 9 because they reckoned the songs in this kind of countered as half a film. So I think that's kind of bollocks because if you're adapting the film, you're actually not... For, I, I don't think it was auto... Maybe it was semi-autobiographical. But Nine has nothing to do with the storyline. Initially, I thought it was Nine Women in his life. Mm-hmm. When I first saw this film years ago, I thought oh, it was about bit Nine Women. But actually, it's not Nine Women. Um, so even the name is kind of...
0: Why do they... Ridiculous. Because yeah, the, the person who did the musical then in the 80s called it Nine rather than Eight and a Half.
1: Yeah, they called it Nine. I guess it was kind of like... a
0: People, anyway,
1: but the musical, but to be fair, the musical itself on stage on Broadway. I watched there's a review of it on, on YouTube from the 80s when it was first released, and it was a smash. I mean, it wasn't like Hamilton or the Book of Mormon, but like it won best musical of the year it was released. Um, I
0: don't even think the music in it is particularly good. Oh,
1: no, it's that, well, that makes me think they change. I think they might have changed it. I would love to <coughs> speak to someone who's actually a fan of both the film and both the musical and see what. You know, because people get really passionate about their Broadway musicals, and they, there's three new songs for this film. Do you know? One? Do you want to have a guess what the three new ones are? And I actually kind of think they're three okay songs of the selection. Uh, be Italian? No. Maybe, uh, gonna... It's the Sofia uh, take it all. Okay. You want my love? Um, take it all. I think that's good. And the Cinema Italiano, the one that Kate Hudson sings.
0: Oh, I like that song.
1: Yeah, so they're not... The songs that were written for... The, but I think they, they took a lot of songs from the Broadway musical away. I think Rob Marshall wants to give every woman in the film one song and give um, Guido two songs bookending them. I think that was, like, his vision. And I don't think I don't think the musical on the stage is like that, and I don't think it worked.
0: No, I don't think it worked at all. I, think, I think it was... Uh, the, the, it was very disjointed, I found. I found the whole movie oh, completely very disjointed, disjointed. and... Didn't really, I didn't feel I, I was invested in any of the characters. I didn't feel, not even Guido. I mean, I don't think. Oh, Guido's the worst. Guido wasn't a particularly nice person at all. He's um, a man child. And didn't really care about Judy Dench's character. Didn't really care about uh, Marianne Cochlear's character. Or uh, Pen-
1: I thought Marianne Cochlear probably was the most compelling character. I think she's a fine job No, I don't it. even mean the acting Because I actually think the acting as a whole was great I mean, they're all fine actors Nobody did a bad performance What do you think?
0: I don't I, I didn't think they were particularly great I thought Penelope Cruz did a good performance And I think she was actually nominated for her sure last one I, um, I know, it was just fine Judy Dench didn't know if she was French or <laughs> British Or what she was Marion cotland it was
1: fine as well. She was... No, uh, well, uh, maybe we'll go into the... in Because the only thing we can talk... I don't think we can talk about the plot, because there isn't a plot. Fucking okay, no plot! So I think, probably instead of doing that... We the whole plot is,
0: oh, I'm making a movie, don't know what I'm doing, I'll fuck over a load of women, I'll, I'll make a different movie. Or, That's it. Or
1: not. But, but well, so instead of dissecting the plot, maybe we'll go through character by character. But I just want to kind of just go on through why this... So okay so we had this we had this source material that by all accounts is very good we had this musical that was a big that was a smash okay so you got two things there you've got a cast I mean whatever you can say I mean it is a incredible cast
0: an Oscar studded cast
1: every single one of the main cast has either won, won an Oscar or not the only one who hasn't won one who's in the main crowd is Fergie um, uh, who I think probably has a Grammy and I don't know that for sure though And uh, Kate Hudson, well, hasn't got an Oscar, but she was nominated for an Oscar. So, like, it's a stellar cast. And then also Rob Marshall, you you brought him up earlier. Like, Rob Marshall had just come off Chicago. Have you seen Uh, Chicago?
0: Chicago
1: was about seven years before. Well, okay, maybe not just come off it. But that was, I think that was his, he has made that many films. That was his last film. So this was his follow-up film. And have you seen Chicago? Years ago. Like, this has Chicago written all over it. I uh, shot in very similar it's style, almost yeah. identical, and um, even, even. So Chicago has this I, sh- musicals kind of came in fashion again. There hadn't been music like in the nineties. There was like no musicals, like there was no big film musical really. I don't think anyway. Disney, except Disney, but like you know big cistacts. Well, that wasn't really, there was music in that film, but it wasn't a stage musical that was put on st- on, on screen. Well, there was
0: No, but it was a film musical which became a stage musical.
1: Yeah, but the songs in the musical are, aren't even in the film. Like, the songs in the film are c- covers, you know. Yeah, I just don't
0: know about that. So is We, we Will Rocky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not a traditional musical where people burst into song. I don't think you could call that a, a, a musical in the traditional sense. And Moulin Rouge kind of changed was the first musical in years but that even that all used covers all the songs apart from one and that are covers and that but that was a huge hit and then Chicago came along and that was more your traditional Hollywood film but well, Chicago was a minute screen yeah yeah um and Chicago was a big splash. but around that time I think on Hollywood kind of I think that was around the time like that might have been a bit before the dark Knight. was it a bit before the dark night Batman Begins Oh yeah, at the Batman Begins.
0: Uh, Batman Begins was two thousand eight or something, I think.
1: Chicago yeah. is like two thousand and what? Five, four, two, two. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I kind of feel like around the time of the the Naughties, it was all about realism, and it was like you know everything. Let's try and make everything. So even the musical Chicago, every song in Chicago is in Renee Zellweger's imagination. Like she just she's just going through her life, and then she sees Catherine Zeta Jones on trial, and she has this fantasy where. Catherine jones does this big broadway number mm. and you know when she's in jail she has this fantasy where all the murderesses that she's in jail would do this big broadway numbers and it kind of worked for chicago and rob marshall obviously he had this formula and it worked and he applied that to nine so because in nine is it fair to say none of the songs are existing in the real world So he's imagining them all uh
0: last the pergie kind of recluse woman on the beach actually sang Be Italian to him
1: but she didn't because when she comes out she's just lifting up sand and jumping in the waves with him and then he has, flash, he has flashes of her on the stage where he's making Are this
0: character.
1: well I'll come to her in a second because that is too because it flashes to her that's the only it doesn't make, okay before because she's kind of the fly in the ointment I think this doesn't work for Nine because the film is purely from Daniel Deleuze's point of view uh, in that we follow him constantly, and the songs are in his imagination. So, like when he when he sees, um, when he his first song happens opens up, he's in the press conference, and then we see flashes of him talking to the press, and then it flashes to him dancing around the stage. And the same when he's with Kate Hudson in the bar, he's flirting with her, and then he has he's fantasizing that she's singing cinema italiano. But then Marion Cotler, it does flash between the dinner party and her, but the song is from her point of view. It's like, it's about how shitty he is, essentially. So it doesn't work. Because it's meant to be from his point of view, but she's singing. The song is very much from her point of view. Unless it's from her point of view. From his point of view. Where he knows that she thinks he's a prick. But he doesn't. But he's not. But he doesn't act in it because when she sings that song he's like chatting to his friends and stuff and I I guess you could say the film switches point of view for that section to Marilyn Cotliard but that then just... Uh, She's the only one who gets that I mean I suppose she's the only
0: one who maybe is important enough to give their point of view to
1: Well I I suppose when we go to the characters we can talk about this more but this is more of the overall film When, when Claudia when Nicole Kidman's character is singing to him her if they're walking around what city is that meant to be is it Rome it's lovely um. it looks lovely you know she wears a, she looks so good there. she's wearing his fedora, and they're walking around and he's kind of telling her about this script and she's kind of not buying it and then she sings her song and it flashes between them yeah won't you
0: yeah. no keep on.
1: it flashes between them talking and her singing but her whole song is that she's basically in love with them god knows why And he worships her as a star, but not as a as a muse. Yeah, but not as a you know woman, a real woman. And she's all like, "You don't actually know who I am, and you don't love me. You love the star." And so that's very much her point of view. So so that doesn't so that doesn't work either. Like why? why, Well,
0: I mean, the whole movie is about his uh, these kind of crises that he has with female relationships. For one reason or the other and most of the movie is his point of view on all those different relationships with a few exceptions that you get uh, the other point of view as well
1: well that kind of doesn't make sense either because he's meant to be this big man child and the whole point that he's fantasizing about all these women singing is because he's in this fantasy world so he can't relate with the real world so he pictures them singing and that works with Chicago because Roxy Hart in Chicago is this you know, lives in her own world and just fantasizes about all these people around her singing but i, I don't think it works because none of the, those people in chicago are singing to her about the, what an asshole she is <laughs> and why would she fantasize about someone singing what an asshole she is well, well i
0: suppose in 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 the two examples you've given uh, particularly in the nicole kidman scene they are walking along together it's not him fantasizing anything they're walking along and they're
1: But but it constantly cuts between them talking and her singing.
0: Yeah, it's a musical. (laughs) Yes, but... No,
1: I know it's a musical, but the film doesn't just commit and say, yes, in this world, people just... It's not like Oliver, where people just burst out in the song and do monologues. It's like Chicago in that somebody is fantasizing, and in this world, it's meant to be Guido fantasizing because he's such a man-child that he can't relate to the real world, so he just pictures people singing. Yet the characters are often singing saying you're a shithead you're a big mad child so it, t- it just doesn't ring tr- why would he be fa- like it, it doesn't make but maybe s- he realises that he is a shithead I, to me I just don't I don't think it no you're right I mean it is as, a, as I said it is totally
0: disjointed and the whole thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be honest um, and it is unfortunate because I think your man Rob Marshall did a very good job at Chicago and he's done good things good stuff since then uh, and since nine but um for whatever reason he just didn't know where to go with this one
1: yeah i think i actually think one of the problems was that he struck gold with, with chicago and that it worked and he tried to replicate it thank god could you thank god he didn't know for into the woods could you imagine if into the woods suddenly everyone just drifted into imagination <laughs> <laughs> it's whole is
0: a uh, movie of soliloquies
1: yeah even though i don't actually think into words is amazing i don't
0: but your man that. rob marshall was actually a choreographer and oh okay he was a dancer in a lot of uh stage productions before uh, i think he won tony's and everything um, oh really okay before, i didn't know that. before getting into directing he got into directing because he uh had a herniated dancing oh
1: Okay. I mean, to be fair to this film, I don't think it, I don't think it works. I think we both agree it doesn't work. But it, it it's a good-looking film and it's slick and there's moments of beauty in it. It's fine. I
0: mean, dressed people up nicely and put a camera on them, but apart from that, there's not much to be said for it. There's a couple of nice cinematography moments with the, you know, the uh, switching between his childhood fantasy of this beautiful woman on the beach with the sand and burlesque kind of outfit <sighs> saying be Italian, which I think is kind of, <laughs> I don't know. What? Uh, essentially saying that Italians are all
1: sleazeballs. <laughs> well, no, she's... G- yeah well 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 actually I uh, suppose that might, might be the nice point uh, well we start talk we start going through each character individually and uh, kind of talking about how well they do or don't do and their song and then end up with with Guido because he's the main character okay so we start with uh, Saragina. <laughs> <laughs> you just mentioned her. Fergie Fergie yeah Fergie yeah so you little Italian devils you want but to now, know about start, love let's start with Judy Dench. Okay.
0: Let's go in order of appearance, maybe, or try to.
1: Okay, is she the first one to sing? Yeah. Well, she's the first no. One, she's well, the first anyway, we will talk it. about it. It's just grand. Yeah.
0: Fine. yeah. Um, okay. Um, what was going on with Judy? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, she was she was talking with her M out of James Bond voice for most of it, and then she had her song, and she was all French.
1: Yeah, she put on a French accent for the song, but not for the. F- for his dialogue
0: and now, fair, now again it is meant to be his imagination but
1: um, that's oh god that's a yeah but that's that's kind of plot armor isn't it that's kind of weak I I mean she but if she could put on the axe why do did she French do accent? it yeah. like or not did you think by the way side note do you think she looked like a slightly plumper and older Mary Portis
0: <laughs> well she has the same kind of bob I suppose. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and harsh face <laughs> Mary Portis doesn't have a harsh face <laughs>
1: well I think she's attractive I love like, you Mary Portis I love skin. Mary Portis but I thought about that so she's his, his she's his kind of best friend and his confidant and she uh, and costume designer and here. costume designer and yeah she's basically the one to be like you're you know you're a big eejit she doesn't fall for him and she's kind of the am I right in saying and kind of the
0: voice of reason
1: she's the only woman that he doesn't sexualise that's not his mother
0: Yes, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah,
1: and yeah. So it's, it's like because she's more mature. Well,
0: I think they've worked together a long time as well, you know. And you know, they oh, have so a he's friendship. worked with
1: Claudia a long time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. She is the only woman he doesn't sexualize. Really, mm. um, another her song is fine. It's. It's not... Ah, it's fine. It's yeah, grand. It's, it's
0: a grand song. Is that from the original? Yeah, story? that is, yeah.
1: yeah. I think her character is younger in the original. And I think Marion Cotler had actually auditioned for that role initially. Um, and I think it's, it's fine. It works with older a, a woman. But um, if you cut that song out of that film, nothing would have changed. Literally... You she, cut most of the songs out of this film. Well, well, even when, well, no, because the film is a character study on Guido. And every other song, maybe not every other song, but most of the other songs tell us something about Guido, or tell us something about his past, or his future, or his state of mind. This doesn't. This is this is literally just she's making a costume for a film, and he's like, "Oh, not that one." And then she's like, "Oh, you should make something sparkly. Here, and let me sing a big song about sparkly costumes." And
0: well, I think it's it's kind of how he. Got interested in filmmaking, I think, and got
1: interested from the, Okay, from the... What is that word? For, what? The, the Folly Berger? Folly Berger? That's the name Folly of the song. Berger, yeah, yeah. That's a French... for like that, That's like the French Las Vegas, <laughs> like kind of showgirls.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, no, I think it's a it's a breakaway into how he... You know, he, he used yeah, the, to sneak into these clubs. I think and okay. see these women, and uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, there's a couple of scenes which break away to his childhood, and they're all again women centric. So this was him breaking into these clubs, watching these very beautiful women on stage, and that's how he got interested in the uh, showbiz world, I suppose. And then there's other other ones where he's with. Friends looking for women to get naked in front of them. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think this was this was how he. It's quite near the start of the uh, movie, I think, and it's 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 showing how he's uh, started to get to where he is today.
1: Okay, that's and great. I don't
0: know. Maybe maybe she was in his life back then as well. I don't know because she's
1: she might have been. Well, I think she said that that's where she started her costume career in the Folie Berger. And that's kind of her love. That's her true love, is making costumes for the Folly Béjère. But you, I think... Well, okay, maybe... They never really... Ad- he never acknowledges that. I mean, that is a good interpretation. I think you're probably right. But he never acknowledges that, yes, that is where I find my love of film. And
0: well maybe you're meant to deduce it from the... Oh, little Guido! She says his name about 75 million
1: Wait, times. No, Guido, Guido, no Guido. she doesn't. She doesn't sing Guido. She oh, says... Oh, my little Guido. Oh, what are you doing here? I'm glad you're here,
0: though. <laughs> yeah, she says, like... <laughs>
1: now she sounds Japanese. No, she's like... <laughs> well, you know, she didn't do the French accent too good. And um, she was like... Oh, you're only nine years old. <laughs> but I'm glad you came. Come up here, come up here. Yeah, but Yeah, She doesn't yeah, sing yeah, Guido. She, no, no, but she says his name about 75 times.
0: She says... <gasps> Ah, little Guido, Guido, come up here, Guido. They
1: they say his name there a lot. is much more culprits for his. They name say things. his name a
0: lot in this movie for some reason. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe at the end when we've done all the characters, we can uh, name all the times they say the song. That, that's all yeah, I have to, that's to say about Judy. She's grand, like. I've nothing yeah, else she's to say. Just a
0: very minor part for Judy. She, really, but um,
1: yeah. I, I think she sang well. Um, I mean, he's the reason at the end he goes back to
0: film um, yeah actually his I suppose his uh, voice of reason at the end which kind of says you're trying to make these films and they're not coming from a place of truth in yourself so just write do movies about yourself about your own
1: life and or you know maybe write a script before you get all the crew assembled
0: yeah, or be in better movies. <laughs>
1: what? Be in better movies. Well, well, well uh, that's all for Guido. Uh, I have major issues with him. Okay, that's that's her. Um, who's next?
0: Penelope Cruz.
1: I was sitting in my bed and I was thinking about you and I was wondering about you. Guido. Who's that? I actually. Okay, that song I actually don't mind. It, I think she does a very good job she, of She she milks it she does everything possible to do with a song that doesn't really have a tune yeah it's, it's very <laughs> it's, I mean yeah I mean, she she looks incredible she looks stunning it, yeah. it, I actually don't think that scene is telegraphed very well her movements well. are very oh she's a fabulous dancer yeah. Um, she I don't um. think that scene is telegraphed very well like, did you... how? Because I've seen this film before and I know the song quite well because I have the soundtrack. When you watched it for the first time, did you know straight away that was his mistress? Oh, yeah. Because he just gets this phone call when he's with the doctor. No, no,
0: no. What happens is he goes to this... So he, he, he goes to this country... This yeah. hotel in the country to get away from all the stress and whatever of this film. And uh, he goes into reception and the guy, the porter, says, Oh, Mr... Contini, uh love your movies, uh, even the flops. And uh, he says, Oh, I need to call my wife. And he goes, Oh no problem, go there's a there's a telephone over there, you can you can call her. Uh so he calls his wife, Marion Cotillard, and um he says, Oh, I had to get away, my darling. I, I was just feeling the pressure and blah blah blah. And she says, Oh, will I will I come to you? And he says, Yes, please, of course. That's why I'm calling you, please come to me. And then they kind of chat for a bit, and then he goes, actually, do you know what I'm only going to be here for a day or two, and it's a bit of a drive, so don't bother coming to me and then he goes back to the porter and says, um, call this number, and if a woman answers, put it through to my room and then he says, "I also need a doctor so the doctor goes and then while well, the doctor's there, the phone rings, and she's on the other end
1: yeah no I no, I know I know that I just <laughs> the I didn't think I just didn't think it was telegraphed very well. Uh, Yeah, I
0: didn't think that was... That, uh, I, knew, I knew what was happening.
1: I thought that would have just been better if that was a traditional musical and she had just arrived and sang that song when she arrived. He'd be, like, If it was a traditional musical where it had allowed people just to sing songs because we're in a land where people just burst into the song and he had gone back to his room and she was there singing that song. I know you wouldn't have the train station scene and stuff, but I just didn't think that worked very well where he was imagining her singing this song... She was, I, said, I guess she was meant to be she, wasn't, she was singing it on the phone she was basically dirty talking dirty and yeah. he was fantasising that she was singing yeah, no, I get it, I get it, I just didn't think it worked that well I thought the scene was, was grand with her um, also ask
0: the doctor and the nurse to leave because yeah. <laughs> they're still trying to work on them yeah,
1: i just feel like hang on love yeah. um, no, Penelope Cruz is um, she's, I, I think she's my favourite person in this film to watch I think, I think
0: she. I think she tries to make the most out of she's a not entirely meaty role and in a fucking shit script. She tries to make the most out
1: yeah, of it. Yeah, but no. But she, she's very good. Penelope Cruz is very gr- good at acting, slightly unstable, but always being sympathetic.
0: Yeah, she. What's that other movie we saw with the her with? Vicky Christina Barcelona. Yes, she's very good at it in that. Yeah, as well. she
1: won the Oscar for that, and she was nominated for this performance. um... She's not. She's not as um, aggressive in this. She's not aggressive in uh, Carla's. Anyway. No, but she's maybe slightly manipulative. Yeah, I don't think I'm manipulative.
0: Well, she doesn't get what she wants with Guido, uh, you know she is married. They're both married, and she tries to kill herself. Um, I don't think it's manipulative. I think she's just well because I think she she doesn't. You know, she takes. She overdoses on painkillers or whatever, but um. He's, he's the first one she calls.
1: Or that. Well, no, I think that's the, called. They just, the hotel had his number because he booked mm-hmm. the room. I don't know. I don't, don't want to go calling someone manipulative for taking an overdose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean,
0: I, don't, I just don't know how genuine it was or if it was to get attention from him because the whole. Every scene that they're together, she is just. just wants attention. That's from
1: because her. I, I, because to- he's totally using her and
0: well oh, I'm not excusing him I'm not like he's he's, he's a horrible horrible person
1: yeah like he, he he's basically promised her this gorgeous retreat in this hotel and then he books her into this tiny little thing and then he's like just stay there basically you know what, 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 he,
0: he, his wife turns up uh, unexpectedly for her birthday
1: yeah and no I think he's awful well, I think I don't. I don't think she's manipulative at all. I think she's unstable and infatuated with him. And they they had an affair before. Well, and the, and they were caught out because Louisa doesn't know about Carla. She says you said it was over, and she just she's infatuated with him. No, she's no interest in leaving her husband. Mind when he says that he might have a heart attack, she says, <laughs> "Don't have a heart attack; it would kill my husband." <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> um, so I even do, I actually think she kind of does love her husband too. She just doesn't really. I mean, he's a bit of a potato header (laughs) husband.
0: Yeah, it's tough being this pretty. Um, Um, Isn't
1: Penelope Cruz, she has this gift of. um, Kylie Minogue has this gift too. She can wear. She can be very, like, sultry and seductive, but always has this air of class. She never looks cheap.
0: No, she doesn't look cheap at all.
1: No, she, like, you know, like. even like when Madonna wears a corset, <laughs> she always looks a little bit like she have. She could uh, do it with a bath. Jesus! Give <laughs> your feet a wash, love. I, I love Madonna. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Grimy. <laughs> well, just Penelope Cruz. She just has this this air of um, class to her. I don't know. She mm. just looks. Like if she's doing a striptease and she's talking about kissing his toes, <laughs> there's not many women who could do that and still appear as kind of eloquent as she.
0: Yeah, no, she always, she always looks very well, and even even the scenes where she's having a nervous breakdown, yeah, she's still.
1: Yeah, no, she's yeah. great. What do you think of that song? Her kind of burlesque song. Yeah. Grand. Ah, it's. I mean, it's
0: not a great song. It kind of that's what it needs yeah it's
1: i mean i was trying to sing it i actually like it but i was trying to sing it i think she (laughs) i think she does a good job like those kind of um
0: crescendos and diminuendos um where it's kind of
1: like they're having sex
0: yeah 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 yeah. that's that's kind of imitated throughout the song um I don't think the song is particularly great but it's fine.
1: Yeah, I enjoy it though. I actually I would say she has the best voice in the film apart from the obvious. She's the best. Uh, per- yeah, and I think we'll maybe we'll talk about her next. I did it was can sing. Well, well even though I mean I think there's a lot of actors in this who sing like they've been trained to sing every note um, and I think Penelope Cruz sounds like she is a natural singer.
0: Oh, Kate Hudson.
1: Very good. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. No, no. I don't think anyone has a bad voice in this film, but I just I think Penelope Cruz has the best voice of the actors, the non-professional singers. Let's say. Um, that's that's probably all there is to say about Penelope Cruz. Uh,
0: yeah, that's better. And
1: um, do you want to talk about Fergie?
0: So Fergie is not in this hugely tiny role. She only yeah, has like really one speaking role. line. And essentially, um, Daniel day character, Guido, goes to talk to a bishop because he's having a bit of this kind of existential crisis in his life, midlife crisis, I suppose. And um, he talks to the bishop who is a fan of his work in what looks like a Roman bath. And um, the bishop says, are you a Catholic? And he says, yes, of course, I try to be. And the bishop says, well, try harder. Why do you have to have all this sex in your movies? And so he's kind of listening to this, and uh, he goes under the water and is taken back to, or is remembering back to when he was a young boy. His probably first sexual experience, but not yeah, a sexual yeah. experience. Yeah,
1: his first kind of introduction to...
0: So himself and a gang of his school friends um, go to a beach and there's this kind of hermit lady there living there and for some money she kind of will do a sexy dance. (laughs) (laughs) And and it kind of shows the beginning of his disrespect for women, I suppose, to a certain extent. Um, But Fergie... Who plays this hermit lady? Uh, then has a, quite a quite a fabulous song. Oh, on, it's a uh, brilliant song. She's she, she she's kind of at the same time she's rolling around in the sand. It's cut into these kind of stage, uh, very kind of burlesque scenes with her dancing with other dancers and singing. Uh, Be Italian, yeah. But that's she, her, her only character. Her only plot point, I suppose, is to demonstrate how young. Um, I suppose Daniel Deleuze's character, Guido's character, started to maybe objectify women.
1: Yeah, and also that he was punished quite badly by the church for it, and his mother. Oh, that the priests! Happen.
0: The priests find him and and whip him. Uh, his mother's yeah. kind of just said,
1: tells him that she's disgusted with him.
0: So he's had this kind of—he's been.
1: Yeah, we don't try to dictate them.
0: Try—they tried, tried to train him
1: out of this, but then
0: through his movies, I suppose quite he's, he's uh, <laughs> yeah he's found his. Sexual
1: voice, um, but Fergie, even though she's you know she only got one line. and then it's line? So you little Italian devils, you want to know about love, but saragina. She not oh. she's meant
0: to be sort of gypsy or something, is she?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I assume she's no, she is Italian. She's a piece of me. She is Italian because she's singing about all you have to do is be Italian. So I imagine. Well,
0: but why would an Italian lady say, "Oh, you little Italian devils"? Because the
1: song is called Be Italian.
0: Oh, uh, and Sergina or something? I don't, it doesn't sound very Italian. I'd say she's some sort
1: of kind of... <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, no, I, I think she's meant to be Italian, but, but whatever. Um, I think Fergie, even though she does, uh, she, 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 does, she does a great job, I think she's the hi- this is the highlight of the film for me.
0: Oh, it's definitely the best song. It's the best spectacle you, and the best singer.
1: When you hear Penelope singing, and when you hear... Um, the rest of them sing and Marion Cotliard you kind of go yeah a, they they can sing well they're hitting the notes that's very good and then you hear Fergie sing and you go oh no that's that's an actual singer
0: yeah there's always going to be a quality in a singer's voice that isn't in a a well I mean the others
1: the others are actors that have been trained to sing and they probably hit every I note I mean equally,
0: equally probably if she was trying to act you know Yeah no of course yeah yeah
1: but she that, she sings that song like a champ It's oh, yeah. incredible very very well. absolutely yeah. and she ha- and she, to be fair to her she puts on the italian accent while she's singing she doesn't sing that in her natural Fergie voice I didn't notice that, but... No, like, when you hold me, don't just
0: hold me. You know, that's Italian accent. Yeah, I can't really remember now. Maybe you just <laughs> did that in your own head. Did no, you actually she actually
1: absolutely that? has an Italian... Yes! Be Italian, be Italian.
0: She, I think she when, says, be Italian. she like, absolutely. I be was,
1: Italian. When you hold me, don't just hold me, but hold this... I think, I think that's in your head. I No, it's I not. I think okay, you've okay. this in your you know head. Do you know what? We're going to put this on there. <laughs> Hang on now. This is going to be a new... This is going to be She first. turns
0: into Dracula, Phil. She's saying... Be Italian.
1: Ha, ha, ha. One... Sabragina, <laughs> ah, ah. we'll tell you. ha, ha. Or maybe she's
0: meant to be from Transylvania <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> this is purging into Dodge territory. Okay. No, not Nine Inch Nails, Spotify. Maybe if I go Fergie, I might just go YouTube. No, I'm not glamorous. See, that's, that's
0: Italian. Okay, so she does put a Transylvanian accent on. Be Italian. Be Italian. No, hold on now, listen to it. Oh, okay, so she has a Transylvanian Dracula
1: accent on her. That's not an Italian, Italian accent. She's putting Italian. Italian. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> <laughs> You hold me, don't you hold me, but these. Oh. She puts an accent on. She puts an accent on. You, you, Transylvanian. Be, well, I always say you're a big data, don't I? Don't I always say that? Datering Um... Fergie, um, I think Fergie either was pregnant when she did this or put a bit of weight on. Um, she looks like bigger than she normally is, but I think she looks so good because of it. I think this is the best Fergie's ever looked. I think she looks so good in this film. Uh, okay,
0: oh, you're going to be pulled up on. Oh, they didn't talk about how Daniel Day Lewis looked. No, it's the women that they're talking about looking how she. Well, looks we'll talk
1: about him. I think he looked great tomorrow oh, I thought he looked great actually with a shirt off. He looks. Looked really, really good. Um, no, I thought she looked so good. Um, particularly on the beach, she was all curvy and. Um,
0: yeah, she was very sexy.
1: She looked all. Yeah, and uh, like a big. I thought that. She looked really good with kind of the, the big frizzy, back hair. And she, she she is kind of ethnically ambiguous, I thought. Um, good. I
0: think we figured it out from her accent. We've decided she's Transylvanian.
1: Um, the one thing I don't really like about this scene. Is that um, I don't think the, da- the, the scene where she's dancing, I don't think it starts off very well. She has this whole monologue, Be Italian, you know, for you little Italian devils. And it, it's, it's a wide shot for that whole thing, so you don't actually see her speak. And you don't even hear her start, you don't see her close up actually lip syncing the song until like two lines or three lines into the actual song.
0: Yeah, that is interesting, but I, th- yeah, maybe it's because when she was saying the words and trying to act, she wasn't very good or something.
1: Just do another take.
0: Maybe they did a few, and they were like, no. "Right, we'll just we'll just put your no. voice
1: over the, a shot of your back." No, no, I don't think that's the case. Why oh, wouldn't they?
0: Otherwise,
1: I, I, bad direction. I think uh, one thing. The other, I think it's a brilliant song, and I think the choreography with the uh, um, uh, tambourines. With who? The tambourines.
0: Oh yeah yeah, yeah! That's ah, brilliant yeah, very good. Absolutely
1: yeah. brilliant um, And very Moulin Rouge All her backing dancers And with the sands And then pulling the chairs forward
0: And the film that he's meant to be working on I don't know if this is any bearing on it But it was called Italia So And when she's singing It's on the set oh, of, well, of what they've built for this movie well, every song is on the set Every song is on the set well,
1: I think 90% of them
0: Marion Cotliard's song And mm-hmm
1: is it well certainly Kate Hudson's one is um Sophie Loren's um Nicole Kidman's I suppose
0: the whole thing is him trying to yeah. invent a script so he's kind of imagining it in these places but um.
1: it isn't interesting like i suppose the whole thing is they've paid her obviously yet to show <laughs> show them their tits. <laughs> but also i think they're kind of it's i think it's meant to be implied that it's more um teaches about love and her message is just like just be yourself <laughs> be Italian oh, I don't know about that I don't think it's that at all I don't think so you little Italian devils you want to know about love um, rely on what you were born with because it's in your blood that's how it is yeah
0: works. but I mean they've paid her to see her tits and you know maybe she maybe to get some advice and to her to get some girls or whatever but yeah
1: well that's her whole song is like be Italian they paid her to see tits <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe the
0: advice was uh, un- unwarranted or un-
1: un- um, I'm going to do it it. Um, The scene in the original Eight and a Half is so funny. Um, in fact, when you type in Eight and a Half on YouTube, the first thing you get to see is it, the first thing that comes up is Beach Scene and the girl playing. Saragina is a little bit different looking oh <laughs> to Fergie. Um, so I'll just show it to you here. We might edit this out. She looks a bit like a plump Amy Winehouse.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> this is worth watching.
1: You can, s- you can see where they went with the back hair, can't you? Yeah. Uh, He's terrified of her. Yeah, he just like
0: trolls the money at her and runs away.
1: <laughs> Dude, I know that piece of music.
0: Oh Jesus. Like <laughs> scale on her face. That's old <laughs> That
1: looks like Gene Rogers. <laughs> I don't look like June Rogers. <laughs> she has. Demi Wine has a bee doesn't she? It, does she sing
0: the same song?
1: No, it's Some films are musical it's just a little dance so they just pair to do a dance so we're, this is great for a podcast isn't it we're watching a lady with a big beehive in a black dress do this kind of I mean I, I don't really I can't really call it a sexy dance <laughs> she's just kicking sand around she's kicking sand and kind of wiggling her hips and the boys are like jumping up and down I wonder who's this choreographed with this actress. Uh, she does look like June Rogers. She's, uh, she's having a great time though, as are the I lads. Don't think the lads really. I don't feel like they're as by her by by Fergie. And
0: and somehow I don't think those lads were.
1: Oh, she's grabbing one now Is this meant to be Greta? there's the priest uh oh okay anyway. um, there you go quite different yeah so to lock that up <laughs> I actually really want to see nine now, or eight and a half um, uh, on another note I think that's the only song in the film that doesn't go Guido or Fellini yeah you're probably right I think it is yeah. um, cool okay that's uh Saragina. Huh. who's next um, will we talk about Kate Hudson
0: Again, not a huge part. uh, Very minor. And she is a... She plays a journalist from Vogue or something. It Um, is Vogue, actually. It is Vogue. And, um... Has she she got two scenes in a song or something?
1: Yeah, I mean... She's a a bigger role than Fergie in Saragina. But at least Fergie has kind of an impact on Guido's life. And had, like, this scene... Um... I don't, yeah I don't really know what Kate, the Hudson, point of Kate her is. Hudson could have been eliminated from this and it would have made uh, you could say that Judy Dench's song isn't important and that's true. but at least Judy Dench herself had an important role in Guido's life. So Kate Hudson had gave nothing to the plot her character gave nothing to the plot
0: No that she doesn't progress him or his career and they don't have do they have sex? No do they, have?
1: they don't even uh, He has his argument with Marion Cotliard. Um, uh, because of Carla in which he's totally denying Carla even though we all know it's true but that's another... Also
0: doesn't seem to really care about the argument or anything. No,
1: no. And then he's feeling sorry for himself in the bar and then he's chattered up by Kate Hudson who um, looks fabulous. I think she looks so good in the film. The kind of 60s look. And um, he... So he has a girlfriend who's heartbroken, a wife who's heartbroken, and he meets this journalist. And he goes back to her room after she basically fangirls him and just says, "Oh, you're the best thing ever." And then he doesn't. He she gets him dressed, and then and he then runs he out. Kind of says, "No, I'm not doing this." Which
0: he tries. He kind of shows a bit of remorse, but not really.
1: But like, oh, are we meant to, oh, are we meant to be on his side because oh, he he didn't sleep with the, the sexy journalist.
0: After he had already just slept twenty minutes ago with Penelope Cruz, yeah. and then was caught by his
1: wife. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, that being said, I think it's a good song. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it actually. was good, yeah. and it's original to the film. Right, well, that was good. Um, do you know who I actually think? I think Kate Hudson is is fine in the role, and she. I don't think she's as, as dynamic as Penelope Cruz, but she does as good a job as I think he could do with this role. Um, but you know who I was thinking would be good for this. There would have been a nice stunt casting for this. Come on, Emma Bunton. <laughs> I think Emma Bunton would have been... So
0: Paul went to the Spice Girls about a week ago,
1: and uh, for the last month
0: leading up to the Spice Girls, he had Emma Bunton's new album, and I have, by proxy, listened to it about three times at this point. More than three times. Yeah, well... <laughs> And now he's been to the Spice Girls and he enjoyed the gig very much. And, uh... But, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, every now and again, Paul gets, in, Paul gets to, like these little fads and he's like, he's like, into this or into that and into the other. And then he starts putting people into... Ooh, that would be a good role for that person and that person. And that person.
1: <laughs> I'd like to recast <laughs> with um, slightly more underused <laughs> pop culture icons. Emma Bunton, though, I mean, she would have been great for this role. She would have sang that song, I think, better than Kate Hudson. Um... She, I guess they already had the pop, the pop star with Fergie. They need Emma Bunton. Why Emma Bunton? Because Emma Bunton um, embodies... She, because she kind
0: of looks like the same as
1: Kate Hudson. <coughs> blonde. Oh, excuse me. Because um, she is a... a she kind of embodies 60s um, uh, Motown, um, which is what I think Kate Hudson was going for in this film. And I think she... Kate Hudson sings that song fine, but I think Emma Bunton would would have a more unique and a uh, would have a, a better voice than Kate Hudson. And I think it would be kind of I think it would have created a bit more like curiosity, like oh wow, Baby Spice is in this new musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not wrong.
0: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not wrong. Well, if Fergie
0: didn't like, you know, Fergie was in it already. She was a big pop star, so. You know, I'm not entirely sure Emma Bunton would have... I'm not, saying, that you, I'm not saying
1: the film would have been a smack <laughs> had they only got Emma. I just think it would have been a nice little... I just think well, I just think it would have been fun to see her in it. Um, Next week, it would have been like, oh, I think it should have been this this person. No, no, hang on now. now. Emma Bunton <laughs> and I, I'm more loyal than that. <laughs> keep, but come on, close, you can see Emma Bunton in that role.
0: I can see probably 75 different... No, but I think Emma Bunton would role. be a bit more. That ex- role was a, 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 not a role. That role was like so unimportant, and you know anybody could have done it. I just love Emma Bunton right now.
1: But I think Emma Bunton would have made it a bit more memorable. And, and to be fair, Kate Hudson's great in it. Like, but Jerry Halliwell have done it? No, 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 she couldn't because Jerry Halliwell doesn't embody that sixties, um, and Jerry Halliwell does not have a better voice than Kate Hudson. So no, J. Halle would have been terrible casting oh, don't is ever Cheryl, be a cast Cheryl Cole no, no why, no. why Cheryl Cole could have done that role so you're missing my point I'm not just getting a pretty <laughs> girl that I can sing a song that I, think, I think that role was all about a fashionista from the 60s that was the whole thing she was meant to be this fashion uh, the only thing is she was meant to be an American character and I don't know if I would trust Emma Bunton with an American accent but just make her English folk it's fine and Emma Bunton or Italian folk. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i i think that character was also like all the other g- g- female characters in this are very dark european girls and you know she's meant to be the american the all american 60s girl anyway well not Apart dark from dark, Kippen, dark european just mediterranean I suppose. yeah i guess Nicole Kidman was fair anyway doesn't matter um yeah that's that's I mean, that's the only thing i can say about that role is that emma bunton could have played it uh, the song is catchy. Sorry, Kate Hudson. It's Guido, Guido, Guido. She says that about a million times as well. Nice. If I hear Guido. I love I the time. cinema italiano. She's the only one who doesn't have to put a shitty Italian accent on. Because she's American. Anyway, that's Kate Hudson. Marion? She's probably the second last person. Is there anyone else apart from Marion and Sofie Guido? Ren. I mean, this is probably the smallest role.
0: Sophia Loren is in about three scenes and they're all very small. Guido, but she does have a
1: song. Don't you love me as much as I do? Guido. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he would have been great in that role. Paul Cleary. <laughs> no, I
1: think Sophia Loren is great in that role. Yeah,
0: she's she's, she's very minor again. And only maybe there to demonstrate the relationship that he had with his mother and again another female relationship well, with his. well
1: that, that, that's interesting because I don't know if that's true Um going back to the whole like are these songs fantasies or not his mother's dead yes and he has a few flashbacks to her and the, but the only flashback that's a memory is when she says I am so ashamed of you Guido uh,
0: when he's getting punished by the priests yeah yeah.
1: that's the only flashback yeah the flashbacks the, the kind of the memories of her are very loving and then he has this memory that she is loving so I wonder was she a loving mother or was she quite a cold and distant mother well
0: I think you can see from when he's getting uh, disciplined I suppose by the priests that she turns away so they're, they're hitting him with a stick yeah she turns away because she doesn't want to see it. Because she's, even though she says, "Oh, I'm ashamed of you," and I'm going to let these uh, priests hit you with sticks, because that'll show you what's what. She's not enjoying it. She's not happy. No, no,
1: no. I mean, I don't necessarily think it was. I the think city was cold. It. I don't think it was necessarily cold. Um, well, there is an interpretation that that the song that he found to what, what point? I don't even remember. What point in the film does she come out and sing the song? What's happened to Guido? When she, when he fantasizes about her singing, <laughs> I'm getting a very blank look. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is what I'm saying. It was it was so disjointed. It it's all one big mush after, in my head. Is it after the Kate Cutson song?
0: I don't. Yeah, write. I think so.
1: I don't actually remember. There's something that sparks off this memory because he flashback with the priest, and he gets beaten up after he sees. Her. Is it
0: after he decides not to make the movie?
1: No, because then he has that's the end of the film. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? By the way, um, that film, that song is not in the musical.
0: The one with his mother.
1: No, nor is the cinema italiana. Um, they were original songs for the film. And I think it's very pretty. I think it's a really pretty song. It's a nice song. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and I think, remember. I mean, she she kind of speaks it, for Wren, but she's she does a good job. And that's it. Nothing else to say, Miss Loren. <laughs>
0: all these women characters are like so she does play three lines and then that's about it.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, well I suppose there's a great, the greater thing to talk about is that even though there's so many female characters in this film it's not a very feminist yeah. none of them actually talk to each they're other they're all falling over sliding um, on themselves for this Guido <laughs> it family. doesn't actually pass the Bechdel test
0: no I wouldn't think so because
1: um, none of them talk to each other about anything that isn't um, Guido So
0: any of them talk to anybody except him
1: um, Judy Dench talks to Marion Louisa, I think. Um, anyway, uh, then we have. Um, I think that's it. Then we talked. We talk about Marion because I think Marion is probably the one with the because Marion and Guido kind of come together, and there's probably a bit of a bit more to talk about there.
0: Uh, yeah. Again, I don't
1: feel like
0: she's in the movie a whole lot.
1: Well, she gets no, two she's songs. Is. She's the only character that gets two songs apart from Guido. Uh,
0: she's in so. We first see her when he goes off to this retreat, and he forgets her birthday. And then the whole production turns up at this retreat that he's gone to, and, and Judy Dent's like, "By the way, it's your mistress's birthday. You better not forget that." And he's like, "Shit, I already did." And um, then he's told her not to come uh, to the place, but he's she so turns up anyway.
1: Yeah, he's so manipulative. He phones up and with, "Yes, I'm calling you to come." And then she's like, "Oh, where are you?" And then he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm on here me, or You know, I'll just be back tomorrow." Oh, so manipulative. And that really turned um, me off. From that. So anyway,
0: break. she turns up at the hotel, and then she has a big argument because she sees he realizes she's in the hotel, and then he tells Penelope Cruz to fuck off, um, and sticks her in some shitty hotel room but anyway she comes down for dinner and Marianne and sees that she's there and then obviously knows what's going on um.
1: her first song is awful
0: i cast gold Paul eating some chocolate while talking about the movie
1: her first song is dreadful my husband no, don't talk makes movies to make them he dooms a little crazy it, she just talks her way through it her first song awful oh yeah I think it's really the worst like song it. in the film
0: so then anyway he she realises that um, she realises that he you know they, they had this special moment when he she was auditioning for him years ago but um, he does this kind of thing with every woman what song did she
1: sing then she sings take it off Ooh. which was nominated for an Oscar oh best song I have to listen to that again I can't remember yeah I was singing it we went for a walk today Connor and I know. And um, I had a feeling he wasn't remembering the songs, so I I sang them.
0: They're very forgettable. The whole movie is very forgettable, to be honest.
1: Um, I think Marion Cotleyard is great in this part. I think she's she's very, very good in this film.
0: I think she's good. She did a good job with what she had, which was shite.
1: um, And even though I don't like the first song, My husband protects data. (laughs) To do it, he creates databases. Well even though the song is crap I think she she acts it well and her second song I think is good that's a strip tease I, I think she's. that's after she realises that he's a shithead and he's not going to change and all the little things that she had remembered thinking that they were special things they had actually weren't special things at all, they were things she had that he did with everyone that she thought were between the two of them and that's her, basically. I, I don't really get that. She strips... You don't remember this. You don't even remember the scene, do you? <laughs> uh,
0: I kind of remembered it when you were telling me about it earlier.
1: She, she, looks, um, she looks fabulous in this. She, like, she does a strip tease, but it's kind of uncomfortable. I think it might be in black and white. She strips... You told me, yeah,
0: and I think this is because the men in it are being abusive towards her, and that's kind of like her has been her whole relationship. Yeah,
1: maybe that's it, yeah. Um, because
0: she's singing what she's singing isn't representative I think of what's happening to her in the scene is that correct?
1: Um, I can't think of the lyrics to it you want my love you could take it all I think she's just basically I've given you everything and you've taken it all I I, I don't know (laughs) it's not a bad scene it's a bit uncomfortable watching her like yeah like it kind of yeah yeah. I guess they are meant to be kind of like physically what's happening to her physically on in stage in this song is meant to be kind of what he's done to her emotionally she's kind of bared all to him she's given herself to him and he has taken advantage of that I think that's meant to be
0: yeah and I think what she's singing is more about the love that she felt for him and that kind of stuff and what's actually happening to her then is this gradual uh, abuse yeah um Nicole Kidman's character. Oh. Oh yeah. Two minutes. Uh
1: she does nothing. Ah uh, uh, no, no. Ah uh, she does not. She does nothing. Oh she's in it. she's the first person on the first woman on stage. And what happens? She comes in and she gives him a snug. And? And that's it. And then um the Five minutes before the movie ends? No. The priest. Well, we see when he has his press conference, we see that this film is going to be starring Claudia. um, And there's a big picture of her. And then the priest asks her for a signed photograph of Claudia for his collection. And he he ends up signing Oh, but when is her character in it? Well, there's a lot of. This is what you call build up. This is what you call like. like, This character Claudia. This character Claudia is important because we hear lots of. you know like when um there's lots of build like who's this person we we hear on the phone we hear that claudia hasn't gotten the script and we're like oh no claudia hasn't got the script and then this like lovely claudia comes forward looking lovely
0: oh she looks very well in this
1: um nicoke i think this is a it's a tricky role because she's she's meant to be this vision you know she's meant to be this goddess essentially so it's a a, a tough role to do
0: the easiest role ever she had about three lines but she
1: has to exude like a star quality. but
0: Nicole Kidman can
1: do that, um, and she does. And I think she does a good job. No, I don't think this is. A, I don't think. I think this is a bigger role than you're giving it credit. Because I think she has been. She is his star. She is half the reason why he's famous, and he and she is half the reason. Uh, he's half the reason why she's famous. Like they've helped each other get to this big star uh, position and she then admits that she actually loves him and he even says oh there was one night I wanted to ravage you in your room but I was too afraid of you and she would have liked that but she recognised that he doesn't actually like her the person he just has this vision of her and puts her on a pedestal and, and um, she takes off her wig and her her fur coat and she you know, still looks <laughs> very beautiful but she's like this is me <laughs> and he's like yeah <laughs> Um so I know I actually think it's I actually think it's it's probably one of the more um, I like it because she's she's the only one that's kind of putting him in his place apart from Louisa at the very end
0: well I suppose maybe she's the only one who's sort of figured him out uh, soon enough to not get hurt
1: by him mm, she is yeah which is what I like about her in the musical she goes off and gets married
0: okay, well no such luck in this because like she's only no. in it for that five minutes and then she's gone and then it's the end of the movie
1: well what really frustrates
0: like me? In this why, film. Like why? Like what? How are you meant to get invested in these characters when you're when they're only they're introduced like for three seconds at the start, and then she has this song at the end, and then that's it's it. Like it's kind of a nothing song as well, and, isn't it? And then she just goes, "Oh, you know, I love you. You don't love me. We're not a happy family." And then it's like a funny song, and then she's gone.
1: <laughs> I think the most frustrating thing about this film is that the whole film is about that he's not able to get this film made because he doesn't, he's not, you know But well, he doesn't have the film He doesn't even try He doesn't even it's If he was struggling with his creative process and he had he had a pen and a paper and you saw him going, I need to write something and, you know, he wrote something and then there was like, you know, loads of paper balls and the tr- in, in the bin and the trash You know that kind of, that cliched sea see of someone writing something and throwing the crumpled paper in the back You don't even see him struggle He literally does no work and then gets upset about it. I think the
0: implication is that he's had such an illustrious career all off off his own imagination that he hasn't, maybe he hasn't had to work for it, but he's at this slump now in his life. He's not, the, the ideas aren't coming.
1: But it's not even that the ideas aren't coming. He hasn't, we don't see him try, literally every time we see him, he's running away from his work. He runs... He, he, All these people, all these career, all these jobs are here to help. To, to, there's this press conference about this film, and he's bullshitting his way through it, being like, oh, it's... All I'm not the, going to tell you what it's about. Uh, no, you? he casts this top producer. Uh, he casts, like, this leading lady. All these people are ready. The costume designer's there going, I don't know what I'm even making costumes for. And then instead of actually sitting down, he goes off to... Which this, is weird.
0: The costume designer is making costumes. That's just... To keep her hands busy.
1: She runs away. He runs away to a hotel. Uh, he he uh, And then they catch up with him there. So he goes to another hotel. He fusses about with his wife and his mistress. And then, um, then finally they have some sort of... Um, camera test with this actress Claudia and she's the only one who's like no, I'm not going to do this until I get a script. Every, I'm, I'm just going yeah, home. So she, they do a screen
0: test and he just t- come, she comes on and she says turn left, turn right, look up, look down or something. Oh you're so beautiful and then she goes I'm going to my trailer now and I will not be returning until there's a script. Damn straight. <laughs> I,
1: that's why I like Claudia actually because she's the only one who's not pandering to Guido and she's the only one who's not kind of like like he's he he went because to the they're both
0: oh they're both
1: stars in their own rights they
0: don't have to,
1: hand it to, hand him. Him to Yeah, him. well that's true. But at the same time I, I am mean, the producer needs to tell him where to go as well. Judy Dent needs to tell him where to go. And
0: Judy Dench in the end tells him is is ultimately the one who sort of saves him.
1: Well, I think to be fair, Judy Dent is his friend outside work. But I just find it. I find that whole thing frustrating. So therefore, when he sing, when he has his breakdown at the end, I don't feel. I mean, we're meant to feel sorry for this character, surely. I mean, we followed through. We've gone through the. We've gone through the whole film with him, you know. And when he breaks down at the end, you're. I am. Ima- I imagine that the director wanted us to pity Guido when he has. His, you know, the, the final song, which I think is a pretty bad song too we're meant to feel sorry oh that poor guy but I, I can feel sorry for him because I've just seen him be shitty to the women in his life he, like he literally he hurts Louisa but he and, he, and when he's with Louisa he's like oh yeah I want to be good to my wife then he's with Carla and he's like oh yeah I want to be good to Carla my mistress but he's shitty to her as well when Louisa's on the thing then when he's with Claudia he basically admits that actually she's the one he really wants the the actress um, he's still fantasizing about this poor sex worker who lived on the beach you know I wonder did he ever give his millions to her she's still living in the hut on the beach um, he nearly goes back to the room with this journal I I I don't and all he wants is his mother and all he wants is his mother um, so I I just find that I can't be have any sympathy for him and he's not even i don't actually think you need to be sympathetic to a main character like if he's like an anti-hero like you know an american psycho or something if it's like a, a villain character that you can cut that's kind of so bad that you 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 love to hate them but he's not charismatic you don't love to hate him
0: oh he's not charismatic at all and you don't he's not like a you know oh and he's living the life and he's all cheeky and you're like oh he's He's a rascal and no. but he's a cool
1: guy, you know. No, he's just he's a, a man-child. loser. Yeah. Um He's you know, he's he's a white privileged man <laughs> who has who's probably got some talent and has literally been, you know, taking advantage of his privilege uh, for his entire life and now it's run out. And his charm has you know isn't taking him any further and he then throws his toys out of the cart. And you know at the and at the very end He's still going to make another movie, and still does get to make another movie. So <laughs> it's not like it's even ruined his entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say his wife didn't did leave him. I'm I'm so glad. But the producers
0: obviously the produ- like he probably lost a lot of money for those. That oh producer, my god! But they, they still go okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, anyway, Judy Dench says, "Oh, you should write about your own life, and you should just do a movie about your own life, as <laughs> self obsessed as that is." And he goes, "Oh, that's a great idea." And the implication is so that he makes nine. He, <laughs> <laughs> he makes this. He makes this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I don't think there's any more to talk about. I am shocked that we managed to get an error and odd material. Well, I think movie. that I don't
1: think it's a nothing film. I just think, uh, and like we said, like it, there's what's the saying? Um, the some of its parts. There's a lot of parts to this that are are interesting, and it just doesn't work as a cohesive film. And I'm actually really curious now to watch Eight and a Half because. A lot of my problems are actually just with Guido as a character, so I'm wondering, oh, does it.
0: Please don't. Please don't pick that as one. Well, I, I could <laughs> No,
1: I wanted to, well, I, no, I, well, it's meant to be really good. I, I, I honestly think that we would like it. That's the one we just watched. Maybe foreign.
0: Uh, if we do foreign language genres. Well, I'm not
1: paying 80 odd euro Well, no, but that's true.
0: Who the fuck is charging 83 euros for a exactly. DVD of an Italian film from 899?
1: Well, it's probably a collector's DVD or something. Jeez. But um, I will. Tra- I would like. I would like to um, get a copy. If this podcast goes up the ground, we could like put a PO box and people could send us stuff like that. Yeah,
0: go fund me. <laughs> yeah,
1: not go fund me. Just people. No, just people. Just send us like DVDs and stuff. Okay, anyway, money. Um, so if you want to send us that DVD, that would yes, be great. and money. Yeah, that is it.
0: Right. Well, there's there's I'm going to start to... this off and put that right at the bottom of our list.
1: Oh yeah, our list. Uh, well, let's just examine our list first of all. Um, what's number four? Okay, so it's Escape from New York.
0: Okay, so Escape from New York <laughs> is at the bottom. What are you laughing at?
1: Well, I know that we know where this is gonna go. Right <laughs> let's just, talent. let's say the performances, to be fair, I think are better in nine than Escape from New York.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, I will probably say that is true.
1: The music? Maybe isn't going to go to the bottom. It's dead um, to to the I the think bottom. the music is probably. I do like the music from Escape from New York. I think the music is better than Nine. Though the direction, no, the direction is better than Escape from New York. Yeah,
0: absolutely. yeah. At least it's cohesive and it makes kind of linear sense.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's, it's got more of a vision. I mean, this does have a, a, a point of view for its vision, but I think I think this was too derivative of Chicago and it didn't work. It should have had its own. Yeah, anyway. so no, I definitely think Escape from New York. There's something else before overall enjoyment. What is this? Um, well, we know Cinematography. Where it. Cinematography. Well, that's kind of direction and stuff as well. The way it looked. Um, okay, we'll go overall enjoyment. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, Escape from New York. I wouldn't mind if that was on TV tonight. I would watch it. I don't think either of us would. And I probably watch.
0: wouldn't, but I would watch it before I'd watch
1: Nine. I don't think you or I will ever watch Nine again. God, no. 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 Um, okay. And was
0: actually that was two thousand nine. That was ten years ago. I remember being quite intrigued by that when i saw the advert because the it looks brilliant, in, in brilliant in because
1: because it's director chicago and um, with a, a cast to die for the mm. only problem was that emma bunton wasn't in it and <laughs> her italian accents were actually transylvania <laughs> do you not think her accent was good no it probably wasn't i must ask um elisa, elisa we, uh, yeah. my friend uh, elisa is italian i must ask her with that accent is it, is it any good anyway um Okay, so that's number six, and I think that we haven't really disagreed with anything yet. You know that maybe "Flatliners" and "Escape from New York." I think I wanted "Escape from New York" higher, but everything else we've agreed with. Um, Okay, so I think you'll be glad to get rid of that.
0: Thank God.
1: Okay, so we're halfway through musicals month, so we've had one from the. I can't also I can't believe I said this to Paul earlier. uh, Musicals, Mm -hmm. love musicals. Lots of
0: musicals, lots of great musicals,
1: mm-hmm. and you picked fucking that. Well, I just want—I just thought it would be an interesting dis- dissection, and I think it was. So we had a good episode there, I think. Uh, okay, well, Tourism I have—I have something for the next musical, and I think you do too. Do you want to see your one? Okay, so mine, mine is Les Miserables. Okay, the what year is that? Two thousand twelve. Okay. Okay, I'm, I actually thought we might have the same one this week. And I think when I say mine, you're going to want to mine to win. Fiddler
0: on the Roof. Yes. <laughs>
1: 1972. I was worried it was in the 60s because Oliver is in the 60s. But no, it's 1972.
0: Uh, I'm happy with either of those. Okay. I haven't actually seen Names and I've seen Fiddler twice. Okay. Um, and I've seen it on stage a good few times.
1: I only saw... I never wanted to see the film *Name Is* until I'd seen it on stage because I'd heard it was so good on stage that I didn't want to see the film first. But I saw it with my dad at Christmas and it was very good so yeah okay Fiddler on the Roof is your favourite musical? Yes it is yes Um, I have a little thing I'd like to say about Fiddler before we before you skim the dice if Fiddler wins would it be nice to get Yvonne as a guest?
0: Yeah so our our friend Yvonne loves Fiddler on the Roof as well and there's a there's a bit of a funny funny anecdote there but um, yeah we'll ask her we'll ask her her. Fiddler on the Roof wins we'll ask her and um, what we could say is Regardless of who wins this week, we'll do the other one next week. That'll be our fourth, and that'll be a nice round-off. So we can get... Um, we can get a on then, anyway. Even if win. We'll
1: see. We'll see what we've done next week. because I, I, I don't know if I want to do what I mean, if we definitely do this. Um, okay, so we're going to get the flip a coin thingy. Okay, are you ready? So, oh, heads or tails, Connor? That's,
0: Go for tails,
1: and I will go for heads.
0: Tails, it's lame, miserably. Um. Okay. So I think we should because Fiddler is my favourite musical I think we should do Fiddler after the Mr. Okay.
1: okay I think that's fair and we can give Yvonne some notice I'm sure Yvonne would be it. Doreen will be discussed she wants to be the first guest <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense to have Yvonne, Yvonne might want to do it but oh, I, think would be, if she, I think Yvonne would be a really good podcaster <laughs> <laughs> if it works um, can I just say right now
0: <laughs> okay um,
1: great okay doke well so thanks
0: for listening everyone I'll 5 of our family members and we'll talk to you again soon bye